faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our Earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Werminghausen. Welcome to the 21st episode of Faster Than Expected about the Arctic ice volume. Maybe this sounds somehow special, but what's going on in the Arctic now has huge consequences for the climate of the planet. Finland's president Niinistö said in North Russia, if we lose the Arctic, we lose the world. In this episode I have an interview with Thorstein Vidal from Norway, now living in Greenland. We have not been able to connect technically between Germany and Greenland. So each one of us recorded his part on his own computer and I connected it afterwards. Maybe you hadn't realized that if I hadn't said it. Thorsten is following data of ice extent and volume in the Arctic very closely. Welcome, Thorstein. Thank you, Wolfgang. I listen to every episode of Faster Than Expected. So it's a great honor for me to be your guest. I don't know very much about you. I think you are a novelist. Would you please introduce yourself? And how is the weather in Greenland? Well, since I was a teenager... I was an eco-activist for many decades, you know, in real life and in my first job and online. Then I took a master's degree in information science and I worked for several IT companies. Among these were Yahoo Scandinavia in Stockholm. But still an eco-activist, I was forced to fly to America, to Yahoo Corporate in Silicon Valley, California. So right there in the middle of the climate summit in Kyoto in December 1997, I was there in an airplane between Stockholm and San Francisco, spewing carbon dioxide. And we flew over the southern tip of Greenland. And I could see the east Greenland sea ice and I believe the Alden ice tongue that Professor Williams writes about in his Farewell to Ice. I believe 1997 was the last time anyone would observe the Odin ice tongue because of the warming ocean. Weather has been real nice up here for the past week and I've been able to see the northern lights almost every night. Before we talk about sea ice volume, I'd like to insert a short introduction from the Arctic expert in the world, Professor Peter Wedems, from October 2016. Peter Wedems, Professor Emeritus of Ocean Physics and at Cambridge University, is a sea ice specialist with 46 years of research on ice and ocean processes in the Arctic and Antarctic. In more than 50 expeditions to both polar regions, he has worked from ice camps, icebreakers and aircraft. He also has traveled six times on Royal Navy submarines under frozen North Polar Seas to conduct research. His book, highly recommended, is A Farewell to Ice. Let's listen to Professor Peter Wedems. 
This is an excerpt of the eighth episode of the Faster Than Expected podcast. Welcome, Professor Wedems, to my podcast episode about the Blue Ocean event. I'm looking forward to what you have to say about the consequences of a blue ocean in the Arctic and if it has a symbolic meaning for you and your personal life. Um, it very much does, yes, because um, I, I've been studying Arctic sea ice now for um, since 1970, 40, 46 years. And when I first went to the Arctic, and the, it was as if the, the Arctic Ocean was a landmass because there was such, a, such thick ice with such heavily ridged ice that as soon as you, you cross through the straits, through the Bering Straits into the Arctic Ocean, it's, it's like uh, a continent of ice. Uh, so it's, 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 it's not like being at sea. This was the way things were back in 1970. But that's, but now, um, the, even when there's ice, it's very thin ice, not very ridged. It doesn't feel like ice. And it's certainly not very safe to walk on. So it's a different world now The the whole, Uh, the whole Arctic Ocean as it used to be for, for me and people of my era who were working on it has, has disappeared forever. And we're left now with, with some very thin, unimpressive ice uh, like you get in the Antarctic. So, and it is, so it is, it is a complete change. It, the Arctic is no longer the barrier that it used to be. Maybe you can talk a little more about what you think are the consequences of an ice-free Arctic. Uh, yes, well, the, the, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the fact that um, the disappearance of the ice is not just a simple consequence of global warming. I mean, it is a consequence of global warming, but as well as uh, being a result of global warming, it has feedback effects of its own which then cause global changes. Uh, so the Arctic is, is, uh, has an impact on the entire planet. And some of those uh, are ones which I, I write about in my, my new book. And, and um, there can, one of them is the fact that as the sea ice retreats in the summer, um, you're replacing an area, a big area of, of white with an area of dark so that you're reducing the albedo of the planet as a whole. And that increases the amount of radiation absorbed by the planet, which means that it increases the rate of global warming. So just the, the retreat of sea ice alone amplifies the, the, the global warming rate. And uh, that adds, estimates are that it adds about 50% to the impact of, of the heating due to greenhouse gases. Uh, then also the fact that There's open water in the Arctic Ocean means that there's warmer air over Greenland in summer, and that increases the rate of melt of the Greenland ice sheet, and that increases then the rate of global sea level rise. And uh, another consequence is a potentially a big threat from methane in, in that um, in the Arctic offshore seas, the shallow seas around the edge of the Arctic Ocean, um, there's um, a lot of methane under the sediments. And that's held in place at the moment by permafrost, which extends offshore. But now that the uh, Arctic is becoming ice free, the water's warming up. 
and that warmer water melts the permafrost and allows the methane to escape. So we're getting huge um, bursts now of of methane bubbles coming out of the uh, the, sh- the seas around the Arctic, the, the continental shelves, uh, in summer. And that's got enough already to, to make a difference to global methane levels. And uh, methane is a very powerful greenhouse gas. So it's another way in which the retreat of sea ice in the Arctic is accelerating global warming via this, this methane release. So we have a number of these feedbacks where um, the, it's not just the ice retreating that we're seeing, but the ice in, in, in itself is then having an, an effect on, on the, the planet's uh, energy system. So uh, with the Arctic Ocean is a cause of a lot of other serious uh, effects. Uh, a final one, I suppose, but we're not sure if it's a cause of that directly, is the fact that we're getting now these weather extremes. And there's been a link that some scientists um, have have made between the retreat of sea ice and these weather extremes, because um, when you have warmer, warmer atmosphere over the Arctic Ocean, um, then this affects the the shape and the speed of the jet stream, that's this very uh, high high velocity airstream at, at high altitude that separates polar air from tropical air. And the jet stream slows down and um, goes into big lobes, which, which um, don't move around very fast. They stay more or less in position. And that means uh, that warm air... Uh, extends further north in some longitudes and extremely cold air extends further south so we have extreme weather going all the way around the mid latitudes of north america and europe um, because of the the change of shape of the jet stream which will bring us um, quite serious effects on food production because it's these mid latitudes that are the main food producing areas of the world uh, so that's that's not a proven link, but it's it it looks a very likely one, and that would perhaps be the most serious one of all because it will um, affect food supplies. Oh, thank you very much. This is a very very concentrated overview about the consequences we will see with a blue ocean event. Thorstein, I think you both have a similar love for Arctic ice. Since years you follow the ice extent and volume, would you please tell us the main points we should know? What are the changes you observe and what is the stand now at end of 2017? Well, last year we had the lowest sea ice extent on record and the second lowest volume. But in 2017, it's the other way around, with Arctic sea ice volume now being lowest on satellite record. Now, the main problem with that is not that 2018 has to go even lower, nor that some summer week may go ice-free. The real problem is, like, where does it end? And it doesn't end. We'll have 26 weeks ice-free, and then soon after, 52 weeks of no sea ice then thousands of years of no ice at all. And in a real democracy, 
you wouldn't have to call some strange writer in Greenland to hear about these things. It would be all over the news, meaning mainstream news, right? But we are not living in real democracies. We are walking around in a dystopian global version of the Soviet Union when it comes to real news about rapidly changing climate. This is why they always say faster than expected, as if no living scientist could ever expect this exact development to unfold. If you agree that the situation is dire even for the human species, how do you deal with all these insights emotionally? Emotionally, I think I will always be like keeping it real. Accepting the situation we're in is just so much easier than denying it. Because I suspect that even the deniers fear what's inside that box that they dare not look into. This goes for all shadows of denial, even the soft deniers that you find in the so-called green movement. They don't dare to look at the true force of the self-reinforcing feedback loops. So they spend a lot of time being afraid of looking at the full picture instead of just looking at it and getting acquainted with it. But I do, of course, break down in tears sometimes when I think about the struggle over all those decades when I was still an eco-activist. Do you like to add something? For example, website or YouTube channel? Yeah, excellent. For my YouTube videos, I think you can just enter these words with no quotes or anything. Going South YouTube channel. You can also join Arctic Sea Ice on Facebook to stay up to date and to take part in the impossible conversation. We will have these links in the show notes on xwer.de slash FTE21 xwer.de slash FTE21 Thank you very much, Thorstein. Goodbye and stay safe. It's been a real pleasure, Wolfgang. Take care and auf Wiedersehen. Faster than expected. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. If you like my podcast, please write a comment and give me a like on SoundCloud. You'll find a link and more information on my website xwer.de slash podcast. Take care.